Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Moment. I'm going to ask on a few stage participants to just flash your mic. All you got to do is flash your mic to participate, and I'm going to select a few lucky champions who are going to win not only a seat at the table, but a reverse follow from the stage and a Breakfast with Champions t-shirt just for participating. Each lucky champion will have two minutes to compete on today's topic, which is how do you be a better parent? Our audience will then keep score, and one of our lucky champions will advance to the MVP rounds and win a 30-minute segment on Breakfast with Champions. So all I got to know is, are you ready? Uh, If you would like to participate in today's game show, I'm going to go to the uh, stage first. Just flash your mic. Dr. Rose looking for you. Flash your mic. Flash your mic. Flash your mic. And again, that question is, how do you be a better parent, right? And uh, this could go to... Uh, mothers, fathers, it could go to, uh, you know, maybe uh, you're not a parent, but uh, I'm pretty sure we all have parents out there, right? So uh, if you want to just give us some stories or feedback, we would love to hear from you. So Dr. Rowe, uh, I see a lot of mics flashing. Uh, Who are we going to go to first? So I see first, um, I'm going to put it in this order. Monica, Linda, Tony Moe, I saw Naida and Dr. Dooney. So you guys are competing now here in this. All right, all right, all right. Let's roll, let's roll. Can you repeat that for me real quick? I'm going to write these down so we don't lose track of the points. You said it was Monica first. Is that who you said? Monica, Linda, Tony Moe. We have Naida and Dr. Dooney. All right, all right, all right. All right, so let's go uh, to Monica. Monica, you got two minutes in here, and all you got to do is tell us real quickly, what uh, what does it take to be a better parent? All right, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's rock and let's roll. Parenthood is the most 
important role that a person can undertake, in my opinion. And the reason it's most important role is because human beings are the fiber of culture and the fiber of society. And how human beings operate in the world is so important to the state of the world and the quality of life in the world. And where that all begins is in the family. That all begins with the seed of a child. And so to be, to, to be a great parent, I think you have to first understand that you're stepping into this most uh, awesome of responsibilities. And ideally you should step into it with the heart of a servant, of wanting to take on this responsibility. And when I say the heart of a servant, I don't mean a servant to your children, as unfortunately we, said, we tend to see sometimes where parents will, will become literally their, the servants to their children and, and indulge their every whim. But what I mean is a servant to society, a servant to the world and saying, I accept the responsibility of building this human being so that they can then go out in the world and build something wonderful and build other human beings. And to do that, I believe it's really important to put the focus on your child as a human being and accept that that child is not there for your amusement or your enjoyment, but is under your stewardship, very much like your money is under your stewardship. And to allow them to be the person they are and to give them guide rails and guardrails and, and lessons and love in a way that nurtures their true spirit, their true essence, that honors the way they feel, that honors the emotions and the feelings that God put inside them, and that really helps to guide them to adulthood in a way that they can serve productively. That's what I think being a great parent is. Wow, great job, great job. If I can get everybody to do me a big old favor, find uh, Monica, uh, I hope I'm saying this right, Ricci, Ricci, uh, find Monica on the stage. She's got the uh, beautiful blue ribbon, and I'm going to tell you, you need to find her, give her a reverse follow, blow her up on social media, and let her know how much we appreciate her, her being here today, and congrats on the Breakfast with Champions t-shirt. You're going to love that. Uh, Dr. Rowe, over to you. What are your thoughts, feedback? What do you think? I love how Monica emphasized amplifying your children and setting that example yourself. Uh, so that you can have great kids. So good job on explaining that, Monica, and ensure that if you're not a mom, that you will be a great one. Back to you, Trevor. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, so now it's time for the audience to get involved and participate. I'm going to turn on the hand raisers, and if you want to cast your ballot for Monica to move on to the MVP rounds, all you got to do is raise your hand. So if she said something that led, uh, uh, maybe had a little impact for you, you want to cast your ballot, go ahead and raise your hand right now. Let's go. Let's go. Keep them coming, keep them coming. Put your hands in the air. Yes, here we go. The votes are coming in. I love it. Keep them coming.
Beautiful. All right, Monica, great job. Phenomenal, phenomenal. And next up, we have, uh, who do we have, uh, Dr. Rowe? I think we said uh, Linda or Lindy? Linda. Linda. Linda, good morning. How are you today? Linda, are you with us? All right, going once, going twice. All right, we're going to head over to Tony Moe. Good morning, Tony Moe. Are you with us today? Yes. Yeah, there's a glitch in the app, just so you know. Some people have to go I'm in and here. I'm out. sorry. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay, okay, good, good, good. I just wanted to make sure. All right, well, let's go back real quick. Linda, you've got two minutes in here. I would love to hear uh, what you think it takes to be a better parent. Are you ready? I am ready. This, oh my goodness, I didn't know we were competing, but I love this topic, of course. You Should I go now? Oh, yeah. Your timer started. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. So what traits does it take to be a good parent? So for me, I always tell my daughter to learn how to make not just the good decision, but a godly decision. Because as you know, some good decisions may not be godly. So that's one of the key things that I always try to stress with her. And of course, you know, the definition of a good parent isn't something that's fixed or absolute. So what works for one parent is not good for another. But the traits I feel are guide and support, not pushing and being demanding, that parents naturally want their children to succeed. And so just make sure you guide them to learn, to teach them to be able to make good decisions by themselves. Let your children be independent to do things for themselves so that, that when they leave you, that they're able to be independent and sprout their wings and not, not be afraid to do certain things. The other things is just know that your children are always watching. So you yourself need to be that wonderful role model so that they can understand not just what you say, but what you're doing, that they're watching everything that you're doing. So be a great role model. Never be mean, spiteful, or unkind. So teach them that about kindness, about empathy, so that they can put themselves in the shoes of other people at all times. So small gestures like writing a little note for their friends or, or like I put notes in her, uh, her backpack so that she knows I'm thinking about her. Make sure you, you teach them about apologizing for any mistakes that you yourself make so that they themselves know that they can also apologize for mistakes. Discipline effectively. Make sure that you teach them about discipline, about cause and effect, about things that everything has consequences. Any decision you make has a positive consequence and or a negative consequence, but a, but a, a consequence nonetheless. See the child for who they are. Don't try to make them what you want them to be. And keep teach your kids to be good people, as I say, good decisions as well as godly decisions. This is Linda Sims. Thank you so much. All right. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. I love what even what you said about, um, you know, teaching them it's okay to make mistakes and, and, and even um, owning up for your mistakes. You know, you're not human. Parents aren't human. So I love that. Uh, Dr. Rowe, what is your thoughts? What are your feedback? Excellent explanation. I love it, Linda. You summed it up best in the end when you said goodly decisions versus godly. That is essential in life. So thank you for sharing. 
Absolutely. And if I can get everybody on stage to do me a big follow, find Linda, Linda Sims, find her and just blow her up. Give her a reverse follow so she can experience more rooms here on Clubhouse and get that message out to more people. And congratulations on that breakfast with Champions T-shirt. Thanks for playing <laughs> the game. Now it's time to go to the, the audience. I would dope, love to hear way. what the audience thinks the of Linda's T-shirt's a dope, here. by the way, Trevor. Oh, what, what's that? I'm sorry. I said the t-shirts are dope, by the way, Trevor. Just, they know. are dope, man. I'm it's telling dope, you, Glenn, bro. good morning. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, mate? Man, I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. You know you know how I do in the morning. So uh, <laughs> it's always good to hear your voice, man. Always yeah, good to hear you right. yours as well, man. I love, that you, I love that you guys are talking about good parenting, man. It's such a, such a, a crucial element for those of us that uh, you know, God's plan, part of God's plan is for us to uh, raise and bear children. I think that uh, all the all the all the wisdom and nuggets that we can get from great parents around the world is always just so so incredibly uh, valuable because it is a it is a challenge. It is a gift. It is a love hate experience. <laughs> it is all of the things and i think sometimes uh i think you know sometimes as a parent you can really beat yourself up at times when you respond uh in a way that you that you maybe regret later right you can really beat yourself up and there's just a lot of emotions like parenting is just a it's a thing man it's a it's a it's a big 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 thing so i just love that you're creating the space and allowing people to uh, share their wisdom and drop some nuggets on what good parenting uh, look like looks like so we can all pick up some of those pieces. I just really appreciate the space. Absolutely, and amen to everything that you just said. Uh, and I and I'll tell just you what, say to Glenn, real quick, Trevor, we oh, appreciate you, Glenn. Before you go on your run, just so you know, in about ten minutes, we're going to be interviewing an amazing author, father, parent, just like you are, um, Mr. Rick Johnson, who is on the stage right now. Um, and I just hope that you get the opportunity to hear what he says and uh, give your input as well. So go back, right back to you, Trevor. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. Yes, and you just heard from the one and only Glenn Lundy. And actually, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw uh, a little uh, a wrench here. I'm going to throw a little wrench, okay, because we're playing the tournament. And his answer, he gave some awesome feedback. And uh, I'm going to throw that in with uh, Linda Sibbs' uh, amazing two-minute uh, uh, segment here. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to the audience, and I want you to just raise your hand if anything in the last couple of minutes has um, – you know, led to uh, 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 some inspiration, some motivation for you to be a better parent. Just put your hand in the air. Let's go. Give it just a couple of seconds in here while we're getting the votes. This is for Linda Sims. Make sure you also go follow her. Amazing. Keep them coming. Ooh, this is a close race. This is a close race so far. All right, all right. Okay, Linda, great job, phenomenal. Next up, we have the one and only Tony Mo. Good morning, Tony Mo. How are you? And I've got two minutes for you. Uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Grand rising, everyone. Woo, let's go. 
So in order for, to be a better parent, I feel that you should love them, teach them how to love themselves. I think you should always listen attentively versus I have to work on this myself, like cutting my daughter off. Um, so listen attentively because they're little people just like us and they have feelings. Praise them when they do well. Um, teach them values, teach them morals, explain why they're in trouble or being disciplined. Because for me, my daughter always asks me, well, why? Sometimes she doesn't understand when I'm correcting her behavior. Um, I always try to encourage her or my children, my son and my be honest. Be honest is the best thing that I think we can do. So if uh, if she comes to me or my son has come to me with a question, then I always try to answer it to, you know, as honest as possible. Um, nurture them. Give them structure. Show them, like Miss Linda said, don't just tell them, show them. And one of the things that I do for my daughter, um, and I used to do for my son, put love notes in their lunchbox. But with my daughter, I recently learned she loves hash browns from McDonald's. <laughs> so I take the ketchup and um, I put I, I heart you on the hash brown for her. And lastly, I'll have her help me with this one because I asked her why everybody else, um, what is the one thing that, mommy can do to be a better parent make me laugh <laughs> she said make her laugh so yeah i just believe that we have to lead by example as parents and always um love them and teach them how to love themselves this is tony mo and i'm complete oh snap i gotta say bravo bravo great job oh my goodness okay so i gotta tell you too uh number one um, uh, your kid is super cute, number one. Uh, number two, I also just love McDonald's uh, hash browns. They're like, it's like crack or something. I don't know what, it's so good. They're addictive. So that is amazing. Dr. Rowe, over to you. What are your thoughts and feedback? Well, it just just the fact that the young uh, daughter just gave it all away. She <laughs> made me have fun. That just took the, the prize all in itself. So beautiful. And I love, Tony Mo, everything that you said and the fact that you are honoring her and putting her needs first and giving her a voice and not just silencing young people. So what a great mom you are. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. And uh, I, I just got to say that was awesome. And I love I love the fact uh, that you had your daughter participate in the in the tournament. That was amazing. So now we got to see what the audience thinks. If you could just go ahead and raise your hand if you want to vote for Tony Mo to move on to the next round for the MVPs. Just go ahead and raise your hand right now. We'll give it a couple of seconds in here. Just put your hands in the air. Wave them around like you just don't care. How about this? If you like um, McDonald's uh, hash browns, put your hands in the air. <laughs> Raise your hand. <laughs> I vote for Tony Mo. Yeah, see, we got some Ooh, people on the stage voting. That's what I I'm vote for about. Tony Mo. This is Linda Sims. I vote for Tony Mo. Uh, Tony Mo and hash browns. Tony, Tony Mo and hash browns, Trevor. People coming. Woo. Oh, my goodness. That was super close. Okay, I'm not I'm going to give the results here at the very end. Y'all I'm going to give the results at the very end. We are super, super close. So I want to let Monica, Linda, Tony, you're doing amazing. Okay, and this the race is super close. We'll let you know at the very end. 
All right, next up, um, and I think we only got time for one more, Dr. Rowe. We only got time for one more before because we have to honor our guest that we're going to be interviewing here in a moment. So uh, who was next? We had uh, Naida, I believe, is who we had. Naida, are you here with us this morning? I am here. I'm ready. I'm ready to pull over and give my top four. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. She's like, I'm ready to pull this thing over. All right, I'm going to go ahead and start, start the timer. You are ready to go. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. I had to organize my thoughts because, of course, I had so much to say and so much good nuggets were dropped. But quickly, I'm giving my top four premier parenting tips, starting with number one, which is pay attention. Pay attention to your kid. Pay attention to your parent, what they did, what they did not do and what you can avoid for the future. Number two, be introspective. Always looking within, checking yourself, making sure. Am I, did I say that right? Did I, did I explain that or give that answer correctly? Because kids always have great questions that catch you at the worst times, but they're really the best times because this is just a check for you. Uh, my daughter's laughing in the back. Number three, be willing to change course. I had a very close friend of mine who was trying, she's planning her pregnancy. I did not. My baby was a beautiful surprise. She said, Naida, tell me, what are you doing? How do you do this? And I said, well, kids are a crapshoot. You don't know who and what you're going to create and or raise. You don't know. And so since you don't know, be willing to change course. Your new human and your life is going to show you who they are at the time and who they are becoming and be willing to say, okay, parenting you the way that I wanted to or the way that I was parented may not work for you. So be willing to change course. And number four, and finally, this is my favorite, celebrate all things always. Always celebrate the little things, yeah, the learning... That's how we do it. That's right, girl. We are always celebrating over here. It's just a, a two-girl party. Okay, and I got a little speaker in the background. But we're always celebrating all things always, leading with love and light. This is Naida. I am done. And Kinsley is never done speaking. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Great job. <laughs> oh my goodness i just love the little ones getting involved in this game show it is amazing oh man uh dr Rowe, over to you what are your thoughts so precious i loved uh your daughter so sweet and that's how we do it for sure i also love the succinct uh steps that you just listed naida you're always ready i know you were born ready you would say that from just the top every since we've listened to you in Breakfast with Champions. So thank you for sharing those invaluable tips. It makes you also a, an amazing mom, just like everyone who spoke. Back to you, Trevor. Absolutely. I agree with everything you just said. Now let's see what the audience thinks. I'm turning on the hand raiser right now. And if you want to vote for Naida to move to the next round, just all you have to do is raise your hand. That's it. Simply just raise your hand. We've had an amazing tournament so far with Monica and Linda and Tony Moe and Naida with the kids in the car. All you got to do is raise your hand. Let's go. Keep them coming. The, the race is super close, by the way. Just a few more seconds. Hit that uh, hand button. Raise your hand. All right, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, now I have the results. I've got them right here. I have the results. So I'm going to do something real quick. 
first and foremost, can I get everybody on stage to unmute and just say a very, very special thank you to all of our participants, Monica, Linda, Tony, and Naida. Give everybody say big old thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the Breakfast with Champions t-shirt. Each and every one of you, you're going to get one of those. I'll connect with you and we'll get you that. It's amazing. They're really, really nice. You're going to like that. But we only have one lucky champions gonna who will be progressing to the MVP round. So I'm gonna get a drum roll in here. Drum roll. And today's winner is Tony Mo. Tony. But I also want to say this is for everybody, okay? Everybody on stage, you're all champions here, okay? This is Breakfast with Champions. Monica, Linda, Tony Mo, Naida, y'all did an amazing job. Congrats on the Breakfast with Champions t-shirt. Thank you for participating in the quest for the MVP. But we've only got one champion that's moving forward. Tony Mo, congratulations. We're super excited for you and can't wait to hear more from you coming soon. But you're all champions. Yes, let's go. Tony Mo, champion of the world. <laughs> all right. I'm super excited, Tony Bo, congrats. And next up, we have a very, very special guest, but actually I'm gonna let Dr. Rowe uh, introduce our next guest because we're gonna keep the conversation flowing about you know, being a parent and what that means. Uh, uh, Dr. Rowe, would you like to do the honors, please? I sure would. I am so honored to bring my dear friend, Rick Johnson to Breakfast with Champions Millionaire Club. Do give him grace. Although he doesn't have a party hat, he's only been on Clubhouse about, I would say, a couple of weeks or so we introduced him to the app, but I've known him probably since 2007 or 2008. He is amazing. He is married to his wife of 40 years, the beautiful Suzanne. He has a plethora of best-selling books. He's a fellow veteran. He is um, a father, a grandfather. He amplifies so many parents, so many men, so many women. He's just an all-around great guy. With no further ado, can we give a warm Records of Champions Millionaire Club welcome to Rick Johnson. Hey Rick, welcome. Good to see you, Rick. Oh my goodness. I see you on mic, Rick. How are you? I'm good. Hey Ro, how are you? Good morning. Do I have to call you doctor? You know, for this one, it you call me Ro because you've known me so long. It's it's okay for you now. You know that we have been friends a long time, and you know I adore you. So, um, whatever you like to call me is fine. I'm I'm really honored that you invited me to be on this um, program here. So thank you very much. You are so welcome. So I'm going to ask you one favor. When so, oh you already you already got that one. My and thank you to my friends on the stage that helped him get used to um, this amp. So um, I am getting a message that some people have 
it hard to hear you? So, or is it, maybe they're hard to hear me. So I guess I have to take my earpiece out. Let me see. Better? Yeah, that is better, Dr. Rowe. And so for everyone that is new huh. in Clubhouse, you know, it's so funny. We still get, you know, like we've been in here for a year already, but you know, there's still new people coming to this app all the time. So so congrats, uh, Rick, for, for coming in and, and, and uh, getting that party hat here recently and all that. Uh, Clubhouse is actually optimized with the internal mic, right? The internal mic of your, your device. So Bluetooths and things like that can distort it just a little bit. So um, now you know, there you go. you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, I can. Fantastic. Okay. So welcome, uh, Rick. And, you know, you have just done so many amazing things, but I want to start out by saying the first time, but before I knew you super well, you had a, just a incredible book and I picked it up and I was kind of reluctant at the time it was called the man whisperer, kind of like that horse whisperer. And I know your publishers have had you uh, renamed that book, but I read it from cover to cover in a day. And I was like, wow, this is just so amazing. The type of communication that you have uh, expressed to not just women, but you were, you were speaking to us like, this is how a man, a typical gentleman would want us to speak to him or a husband. And it just impressed me. So I've always been very drawn to anything you write, not just because you're you're just amazing, but you're a minister at heart. And when I started to look you up and look your wife up, I saw that you had this organization. That was the first thing I saw other than the book. And the organization is called Better Dads. So my question to you is, what is the true passion behind the creation of this organization and ministry that you have of Better Dads? Well, um, as you know, I came to I came to be a, a follower of Christ later later in life, and uh, you know I, I I get not to be not to be uh, arrogant, but I I'd always been pretty successful at everything I'd ever done in life, but it was all very self serving, and so after I became a Christian, I prayed a lot to God to kind of give me some direction on how I could make a difference in the world. Um, because you know, I think all of us want to make a difference in the world. We want to, we want to change things for the better. But how do we do that? I mean, it's it's uh, it's difficult for one person with all the issues and problems that we have in the world to make a difference. And I really felt that um, God was leading me to recognize that men and especially fathers were the key to everything, to all the problems that we faced as a culture, and um, to how to really make a difference and and in that that we make the biggest difference one one man one father one family at a time and so that was kind of really the driving passion to starting better dads i i grew up without a positive male role model in life and i recognized how very difficult it is and what a disadvantage we are at when we are raised without a positive male role model to show us how a man faces life how he solves problems, how he loves a woman, how he raises his children. Um, so, you know, without that, we're, we have a lot of things to overcome. And I, I really felt that God was telling me that if I could help one man, <clears throat> I could change not only him and his family, but maybe thousands of people. And, um, you know, I look at myself as a perfect example of that. 
in that uh, just by being willing to make a, a difference and do do what I could um, through my books and speaking platform, you know, we've touched maybe millions of lives uh, to some degree or another, some minimal, some a lot. And so, um, you know, that was kind of the passion, I think, that kind of drives the, the organization and the ministry. Wow. Uh, Rick, uh, Trevor Houston here. So I was uh, kind of listening to what you were saying about not having a positive male role model in your life. And uh, I, I can definitely um, relate to that, right? Like when I grew up, you know, my parents split early on and I stayed with my mom and my dad, you know, went off and he was always there. Uh, but I didn't want him there because he was the structure, the discipline, the, you know, uh, he, he, you know, I wasn't going to be able to get away with murder, right, <laughs> at his house. And so at my mom's, on the other hand, I was able to get away with murder and I was uh, able to do whatever I wanted. Um, so what was it like for you growing up? I mean, talk to us a little bit deeper in that. Like, what was it like for you? You said you're, um, you didn't have a, a real strong um male role model in your life. Talk to us about that. Yeah, well, and, and I, I'd be happy to do that, but let me just uh, say that exactly what you said illustrates, I think, why it's important to have two goals. Um, you know, moms provide that kind of unconditional love, and dads uh, provide that um, performance-based love, I guess you'd say. And I think kids need both of that in order to have coffee hot and successful. Um, it's not that, not that a single parent can't raise kids successfully. I think it just is a lot harder. Um, so anyway, I, I grew up, I grew up in an alcoholic home. My brother and my stepfather were alcoholics and very abusive uh, for me and my brothers and sisters. And so I kind of, you know, you, you model what, what you emulate what was modeled for you. And I grew up and, and early on in life was, you know, doing a lot of the same things that I had seen my parents do, drinking and smoking and drugs and equating, you know, sex to love. And, and um, yeah, and so it took, uh, it took a, a while of, um, <laughs> of going through that. I grew up an angry young man, and kind of rightfully so. I, I hadn't had, again, I hadn't had a man show me in a positive way what it means to be a man. What it, what it means to be a husband and a father. And so, you know, I was angry, um, uh, joined the military, and that kind of perpetuated a lot of those behaviors as well. And um, so, uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of my background, kind of how I grew up. And, and by the grace of God, um, I was able to, to, to be introspective, as one of your previous uh, listeners talked about. And, um, and was able to change my life. Well, I love that. And I appreciate your, you know, your vulnerability and, and, you know, just, you know, telling your story. Um, you said something that I can also relate to. Uh, I was angry, right? I was super, super bitter, super angry. Um, even though I was in a position to do whatever I wanted to, you know, kids, um, uh, will always uh, lean that way, right? Like it, They'll, they'll lean the direction of being able to do whatever they want over structure and discipline and, you know, just because they don't know any better. And it wasn't until I grew up that um, I was actually forced to move with my father 
and it was the best thing for me. He literally saved my life in so many ways, and like I'm so grateful and so thankful for him because of that structure and discipline. And he taught me. He was a he was a great teacher, closest thing uh, to to the father that I I know. And um, so I'm super grateful for my father because he he literally saved my life. But it wasn't until I was about 16 that I was actually forced to uh, to move with him. So thank you for sharing your story. I just wanted to let you know I relate to it. Yeah, and thank you for, for saying that because you just reminded me. I, I was blessed to meet my biological father at age 24. And uh, he was really a man who had um, overcome a lot of things in life, um, was very successful now. And, um, you know, to have a father that I could look up to and that said, spoke things into my heart, like, like, I love you and I'm proud of you. Um, things like that really helped to heal uh, uh, a lot of those wounds and, and things that were in my heart and soul. And so, um, yeah, I think a good father is a true blessing. So thanks for sharing. Amen, Rick. And I'm so thankful that you said that. And before I get to the next question, I had pinged someone in because I want you guys to meet each other. If you met him in person, I mean, you guys would kind of be twins, not how you look, but just how you act. Uh, you, and I just want you to connect. His name is Scott and he, he's up above you in the blue. Hi, Scott. I know you're on a flight or about to get on one. I wanted you to meet Rick really quick. We're talking about his amazing books of parenting, being a better dad. And I know you're an amazing dad, too. Um, and he's also um, a veteran and just so many amazing things. But I want to make sure you guys connect and follow each other. Hey, thank you, Dr. Rowe and Rick. Thank you. Nice to meet you. And uh, we're about to take off for L.A., but I'm going to listen in as long as I possibly can. And I would love to connect with you. And Dr. Rowe, thank you for always looking out for me. I sincerely appreciate you. And I can't wait to hear this story in this segment. Thank you so very much. You are so welcome. And thank you. So, Rick, uh, talking about the military, after you retired successfully, were your initial plans to become an author of best-selling books? And you have so many, so, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some of those before the segment's over, but were those your plans? Well, just to be clear, I, I don't know that I retired from the military. I just did a, a one term, a hitch um, of four years, but um, after getting out of About 16, 17 years, and um, you know that's about as far away as you can get from being a writer and speaker. Um, <laughs> so I know I don't think I did have any plans of that, but you know God has plans that we don't know. And if, if I think if you're willing to to follow where He leads you, He will lead you down the path of of what your life was created for. And I, I have no doubt that that guy was. God had destined my life to do exactly what it is that I'm doing now, um, regardless of whatever else I had done in life. And, and um, so uh, to answer your question, no. Now, interestingly enough, my wife tells me that many, many years ago, um, long before I was a writer and speaker, um, we had been on a vacation and we're driving and just kind of daydreaming and and talking about our dreams, and she had asked me if I could do anything in the world, what I would do, and I, apparently I made a comment like, you know, I would want to speak to large groups of business people or something like that, and 
and write books or something. I don't, I don't remember saying it, but she claims that um, <laughs> that even many years before I mentioned that I did want to do that. So that's that's kind of an interesting side note. Yes. And then can I ask you to do me one favor before I ask the next question? Up on your app, there's three dots to the right of that house. Can you click on that and maybe um, where it says audio quality, make sure you don't click in room, but where it says audio quality, can you put it on low? Um, it's just that the, your audio is going in and out. I know you live in Texas and I don't know if Trevor even knows that, but he's in Dallas, you're in another part. So I'm sure you guys will meet in person at some point, um, but it may be that you know your area that's picking up a weird kind of audio. So we just wanna make sure we hear you clearly. Thank you so much. So there are hold on, hold on a second. I don't even see a house or any dots. So. Oh, okay. So um, on the stage, like on your where you see all of the people itself, it says "Breakfast with Champions Millionaire." Do you see that? And there's like a green Monopoly house. Are you seeing that? Yes. Okay. Then there's three little black dots right next to that. So if you click on those three little black dots, it'll bring up a tiny menu and it says audio quality down below. Um, okay, we'll, we'll just, we'll just, that's okay. We'll just go with the flow, pray for Holy Spirit, God will work it out. So right now, um, you know, there's a lot of parents dealing with children who are struggling at home. They feel kind of immobilized because there's uncertainty in their lives. Um, there is change of schedule in schools and a lot of learning styles that are different and in the world right now. I mean, it's just a lot of stress. So what advice would you give parents right now currently struggling with their children? intentionally listening and intentionally paying attention to your kids. And I think that's so important. You know, we tend to be distracted. I'm, I'm as bad as anybody about this. Um, but, you know, we're on our phone, we're on our smartphones, we're, we're on our computers, whatever we're doing. And we're kind of half paying attention to what our kids say when they come to us. And, and um, you know, the truth of the matter is that I don't think the opposite of love is hate. I think the opposite of love is indifference. And if we're not paying attention to our kids, giving them our full attention, um, we're really being indifferent towards them. And um, I think it's given them a, kind of a bad, bad message. So I think that's one thing that, you know, our kids crave our attention. They crave to, you know, my, our granddaughters constantly coming up. You know, dad, look, look at what I did. Look at this, look at that. And so, um, to give them the attention that they, they crave, I think is important. The other thing is I, that I think is really important is, you know, we create memories through through doing things together. And um, even though it's tough, you know, there's a lot of things we can do together, whether it's even just going to the park or, or you know, taking short little road trip vacations or whatever, um, to do things together as a family. Um, and create memories through that, I think is hugely important. 
Rick, I have another question for you. I also see that you um, you not only talk about you know being parents, but really your work expands across the whole family. You even speak about um, homeschooling or at homeschooling conferences and things like that. Um, right now, uh, there's a lot of things going on in schools, right? Like schools changed a lot, even from you know I'm 34, but since you know when I was in in high school and you know like gosh, things have just changed so much for our children. And I think about that and I go, okay, when should a parent start looking into the possibility of homeschooling, right? You, I know you speak a lot, a lot to that. So um, can you share with us maybe when, when a parent should start seeing some red flags and going, you know what, it might, it might be a time for homeschool. That's an individual choice that each parent has to has to make. But I, I think if the schools, if the school your children are attending are, are promoting things that are against your values, you know that's a good time to start looking about alternative sources. So, you know, we recently moved to Texas from Portland, Oregon, which is about as crazy as you can get, um, next to Minneapolis, bro. <laughs> and um, you know, when there, we had our granddaughter who we adopted uh, was attending a private Christian school there because the public schools were just, you know, way, way beyond what our personal value system was. But once we moved to Texas, rural Texas, I'll say, um, we thought, well, well, let's at least go talk to a public school here. And, <laughs> and it, it was literally no different than the private Christian school was in in Portland. And so, you know, we, we have allowed her to attend public school here because the, our value system matches our value system here. And so, um, you know, that's, that's a huge sacrifice that a parent would make to homeschool their kids, certainly. And, and I don't know that I would be qualified to do that, but, um, you know, it's a huge sacrifice to put our kids into private school as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that, that for us anyway, that was the determining factor on, on how we, we determined how we wanted to educate our, our granddaughter. Absolutely. And you've done such an amazing job. And I, I don't want to make you sad or anything, but I just want to be transparent with Breakfast with Champions Millionaire Group, because I know there's people that may be going through this. And we're all about motivation, education and inspiration. Uh, Rick lost um, his son. Not uh, has it been four years, Rick, or five? Uh, it's been five. I think it was just six months before he lost your son. Wow. Okay. So five years ago, and I say that with the utmost respect to just say that I have watched Rick and his beautiful wife, Suzanne, go through that grief, but yet help other people like me and others who have gone through that pain. And they talk about raising boys of character, raising girls of character, and helping moms and dads to do that from a young age. And here, they now have their son's daughter, who is the granddaughter, but she's looking at them as mom and dad. And they're continuing in that second cycle of life of showing the amazing parenthood they did to their son, to their granddaughter. 
daughter. So that is just a blessing in itself, Rick. And I just appreciate the man of God you are and the blessing you are to just so many. And you, your books are on Amazon. Your books are in bookstores. Your books are on your website, betterdads.net. And again, that's betterdads.net. I encourage all of you, and I'm not saying that just because he's a friend or that I'm an avid reader, but those books are so simply written with biblical application, straight to the point that you just get so much invaluable knowledge, whether you're a parent or not, just the things to do, like one of his books, 10 Great, 10 Things Great Dads Do, and, and um, others, you know, uh, becoming your spouse's better half, you know, better dads, the good, bad, and ugly. I mean, so many aspects of, of reading that he has introduced to the world. And it has changed lives, as he said, millions, not just with books, but conferences. And I encourage all of you to get to know him, get to know his writings. And if you have podcasts, put him on it. He, he's just amazing. I've, I've had him speak on many stages for me. Um, with that, I want to just open up the minute. We did start a little bit late um, today, but I'm going to take these five minutes so we can stay on time and just have people first on the stage, just flash your mics. We may have a time for a couple of questions. For anybody who may have questions of Rick about his books, about himself, or about parenting. So Trevor, if you can help me identify anyone, and if not, we will do hand raising. Yes, flash your mics, flash your mics, flash your mics, flash your mics. I think I saw Rocky uh, had unmuted. I don't know if you just it was an accident unmuting or you were flashing your mic. Rocky, did you have a question or something you wanted to uh, add in? Nope. All right, going once, going twice. Go ahead, Rocky. We can't hear you. If if you can go in and out, then maybe we'll be able to um, get you, add you on there. I'm sorry. Yeah, the app was acting glitchy the other day too on Sunday, wasn't it? It's yes. It's if any acting kind of strange. It has, and um, I'll open the hand raising. Um, really quick, because maybe a person has a question there. And if not, I'll ask the last question that I had of him. So if anybody has a question, do raise your your um, hand down below and Trevor will bring you up. In the meantime, Rick, I have one last question that I wondered of you. Who is your role model and what is their greatest attribute? Well, um, you know, I think intuitively growing up, I, I look towards coaches uh, and things like that as role models um, without even realizing it. Uh, one of my role models was my first pastor when I first came to Christ, uh, a man named Stu Weber, who's written some fantastic books. And um, he was a, a former Green Beret and a real man's man. And it really kind of taught, uh, enabled me to recognize that you can be a manly man and still be a Christian, which is something that was kind of real revelation to me. I think the other real role model that I had in life uh, was Coach John Wooden, uh, formerly of the UCLA Bruins, uh, a great man. And the reason that um, that I think his greatest attribute was here was a man who had reached the pinnacle of his career, uh, the best of the best, and yet he was a very humble man. I, I meet so many men who have accomplished things, and frankly, they're quite arrogant. 
I think arrogance sometimes comes hand in hand with success in life. And yet he was a man that was very humbled, been married to the same woman for over a half a decade or half a century and um, had no arrogance at all about him. And so th those are kind of the people that I look for as, as role models. Fantastic. I love it. Uh, Trevor, did you have someone? I, I see somebody on this stage that you just let up, but I'm not sure. Yeah, they... yeah, absolutely. So I brought up Jonathan Cook, and Jonathan Cook uh, appears to be brand new to Clubhouse, so we want to welcome you to Breakfast with Champions. I did bring you up on stage, so if you have a question uh, for Rick, we would love to hear from you. Man, this is this is actually my wrong profile. I've been a speaker before on Breakfast with Champions. I just realized I'm signed in under the wrong profile. But <laughs> that's, that's I'll be back good, tomorrow man. morning under my uh, correct profile again. Good morning, Trevor. Good morning. Welcome to Dallas, uh, where I live. So I'm, I, I have a question about um, what would you, what advice would you give someone in a season of life where you have uh, a 10-month-old, a three-year-old, a five-year-old, it's just constantly loud at your house, and it's hard to get a season of quiet, not just with the Holy Spirit and alone with God, but rather your spouse uh, when you're in your you know, first 10 years of marriage and you need that one-on-one -on -one time. Do you have a book? Do you have some advice? Um, what, what advice would you give? And maybe there's some other listeners in the same season where it's just constant crying and loud in the house and you can't get quiet with your spouse. Thank you so much for bringing me up, Trevor. This is Jonathan Cook. I'm done speaking. Yeah, that's a tough, a tough season of life. I think it's important to remember, though, that that's exactly what it is, is a season. And um, that, too, shall pass. Although I don't know that your house will ever get quiet. Um, our house is, we had a, a, a blissful six months of being empty nesters before we adopted our granddaughter. And it's been, <laughs> it has not been quiet since. So. You know, I'm not sure that being a parent that that's not part of the game. That said, it's really, really important for us to find time to be able to spend with our spouse, to have regular scheduled date nights, uh, things like that to connect. Because uh, I think especially women are wired to devote a lot of their time and attention to the kids. Uh, and I see a lot of marriages over the years who where that has happened and then when the kids are grown and gone, they have no relationship left because they never nurtured it and, um, and then they end up getting divorced or something like that. You know, f we are constantly struggling trying to keep a babysitter list, um, but it's really important. Hopefully you're blessed to have parents or somebody like that, grandparents in the life that can take the kids occasionally so you guys can get some- We are, time. yes. And um, that, trust me, that's a true blessing. That's something we've never had and, and something we've yearned for. So um, you're very lucky in that regard. But, but utilize those resources. That's, that's really important to get that alone time and, and quiet time. You're right. Um, yeah, the quiet is something I yearn for a lot. So Thank you so much. That's so helpful. I appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a great morning. Thank you so much, Jonathan, and thank you, Rick, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on Breakfast with Champions Millionaire Club. I know we'll have you back. 
we'll be able to have you for a full hour so that we can um, have some amazing, amazing conversations about uh, more parenting, marriage, whatever you have written about. You know, I adore you. Please tell Suzanne we said hi. And um, do follow Glenn Lundy up on the left. He didn't get a chance to speak. Um, Glenn, are you there? Okay, so Glenn went on a run. I know he was hearing you, but do make sure you follow well. I appreciate you. You're a blessing, and we look forward to having you back. I'm going to hand it over to Trevor so he can um, close us out before we turn it over to the amazing Danelle Delgado. Well, thank you, Dr. Rowe, and you have been listening to Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. This is your opportunity to get a seat at the table with those going to places you know you can go and doing the things you know you can do. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.